0: Dear Young African, in the words of Shirley Temple, don't forget to tell your favourite people that you love them. Welcome to Dear Young African with me, Nana Fredia-Ajamai. In this podcast, we have only one message for the young African listening don't give up your excuses are valid but so are your dreams and this is the place to come to when you need to remind yourself of that truth in this podcast we will be speaking to those Africans who keep going to inspire others to do same so dear young African if you're listening this is for you Hello podcast family, hope you are doing well wherever you're listening to this from. This is episode number five of the Dear Young African Podcast. I feel like I should celebrate, you know, episode number five because five is always a good number. I was going to wait for ten, but I feel like, you know, five is a good number to celebrate. So hey, wherever you're listening to this from, just celebrate with me. This week, I am going to continue with the series I started last week. Which is called the Ten Commandments of the dear, no, the Ten Commandments of the Young African. So if you've not checked out that, that series, I uh, started it last week, so make sure you listen to it. It's not a continuation, but if you have listened to the other uh, commandments, I, I really feel like it's going to benefit you a lot. so make sure you listen to, to that as well. And just to give you a little bit of a recap, we talked about three main things. Uh, commandment number one was, thou shalt not waste the summer. Number two was, thou shalt not focus on others. And number three was, thou shalt choose your circle wisely. So this week, I'm going to talk about commandment number four, five, and six. So let's get into it. Commandment number four, thou shalt practice O-Q-T, only quality thoughts. Now, if you remember last week, I talked about practicing o k p which les brown a famous motivational speaker talks about oqp stands for only quality people and if you practice oqp you are very likely to practice oqt which is only quality thoughts this commandment is taken from the book of philippians chapter 4 verse 8 if you listen to the first part of of the series that i put out you know that all the commandments i'm putting out here are inspired by scripture so philippians 4 8 it says finally brothers and sisters Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, why are our thoughts important? Our thoughts are important because ultimately they lead to how we feel and how we act on the outside. So when I ask you, how do you feel about yourself? It's really you reflecting the thoughts that you have, you know, you've, you've built up on the inside about yourself. And if our feelings and our actions are a reflection of our thoughts, then we've got to be very, very careful the things that we think about because that could ultimately determine whether we make a good decision or a terrible decision. So I'm going to ask you again, when you think about yourself, what comes to mind? If your thoughts were made up into an individual, would you want to befriend that person or you'd want to stay away from that person? If you want to know the quality of your thoughts, you can look to the quality of the decisions that you make because those decisions are definitely reflecting the thoughts that you have on on the inside. So if you're listening to this and you've been making some terrible decisions, you've got to ask yourself, well, what have I been focusing on? Because what you're focusing on is what is feeding you. And those things are definitely feeding your thoughts. Are those things noble? Are those things right? Are they true? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Are they admirable? Are they excellent? Are they praiseworthy? As the scripture says, we are a sum of our thoughts. And there's a chain reaction between your thoughts, your emotions, and your behavior. I love what this uh, speaker said, Omar Itani. He said, if you want to change the outside, you must first change the inside. You must change your attention of your thoughts because what you think directly influences how you feel and how you feel directly influences how your body reacts and how your body reacts directly influences how you behave and how you behave comes to define who you are and what you experience in life. So what are you dwelling on lately? What have you been dwelling on lately? What have you been brooding on? What are some of the thoughts that cross your mind? It's important to know all of this and have that level of self-awareness because if we don't, we'll end up blaming other things when, in fact, we are the problem. It's so interesting, the things that we learn about ourselves the moment we begin to pay attention to ourselves. So I'll give you a typical example. I was in a barbershop a couple of days ago and you know, when I got in, there were two... Uh there were two barbers in there who attended to two different gentlemen. So there was no one else in, there was no other customer, which meant that whenever either of the barbers was done, I was the, I was next in line. And as I sat there, two other gentlemen came in. And so one of the barbers finished and I was about to go and the barber just told me, Oh, let me let me, you know, attend to this other customer. And I just agreed. Now, after I agreed, a couple of seconds later, I was like, why did you even agree? Because you've been sitting here and you know you've got to go home and record a podcast. (laughs) And it just made me realize how agreeable I am as a person. I've always, you know, liked to think of myself as someone who would confront people. And there are days where I confront people. But I think largely, I am an agreeable person. And when when things do not really... I I guess when, when things are not so very, very important to me. I thought to myself, well, I sort of give myself the excuse that, oh, well, you're being kind. It doesn't matter. But I realized that, you know what? No, Nana, no, no, you're an agreeable person. And, and, <laughs> and that's what is being reflected in how you're acting right now. So I want you to pay attention to yourself. And in, in terms of thinking, you've got to do the same thing. It's what psychologists call the idea of thinking about how you think. So just pay attention to yourself. Just um, steady yourself and, 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 and when things happen, ask yourself and stop yourself in the tracks and say, why did you do that? Or why did I not react a different way? And that always leads you to a, a level of self-awareness because it makes you think, mm, okay, that's why this happened. So for example, if you're going through your day and you realize that all of a sudden you're feeling down, you've got to realize it in that moment and pause, in your, in, in, pause and reflect and ask yourself, well, why am I feeling this way? You've got to trace back those steps and realize, okay, what actually led to this feeling that I'm having right now? What most of the time most of us would do is, you know, not even think about it and just continue being sad and depressed and go through the day when actually you can trace back the steps, uh, through your steps throughout the day and ask yourself, okay, what led to this? A led to B, B led to C, and C led to me being sad or depressed. And that helps you because now you have a level of, knowledge about yourself that you can control. But you fall out of control whenever you don't take some time to reflect on why you're feeling a certain way. The less you reflect, the less knowledge you have about yourself. And self-awareness is such an important thing that if you miss out on, you tend to live your life anyhow Because you do not really understand yourself. We are very complex human beings. And to be able to know yourself, you have to pay attention to yourself, pay attention to your feelings, pay attention to your thoughts, and know the source of each of those things and adjust them accordingly. So remember, you can only control what you are aware of. If you don't know it, you can't control it. Another thing you have to realize is this. You are in charge of the power that thoughts have over you. You hold the on and off switch when it comes to your thoughts. And you don't become your thoughts until you start dwelling on them. So the more you become self-aware and conscious of yourself, your thoughts and your feelings, the better you will become at processing them but until you can reach that level or that stage where you are that self aware thoughts just keep going and they keep passing and you are not stopping them you just keep allowing them to grow and they keep growing and they're feeding your feelings and the, your feelings are being fed then your actions are also being fed and that is shown on the outside so whenever you start having negative thoughts whenever you start having even positive thoughts pause and realize and ask yourself where is this coming from if it's positive you know where to go back to when you start having negative thoughts and how you can counter them. If it's negative, you know where to go back to and to stop them at their root cause. So if you're listening to the episode, I'm going to give you a quick exercise. Pause it right now and ask yourself, how am I feeling? And where is this feeling coming from? Moving on to commandment number two, we have thou shall seek counsel. Now this is taken from Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14, which says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Personally, I do not know any successful person who said they've never taken counsel before or they've never had someone intentionally pour out into their life the wisdom that they have. And I'm, I'm talking about mentorship. If you meet any successful person... I can guarantee that nine out of 10 of them will say they have a mentor. And that's how important it is. Like I've had conversations with people who are not even necessarily my mentors, but, you know, I was going through maybe I needed advice on something. I'll reach out to certain people and they would just say a few things. And in that moment, I'll be so enlightened and I'll go on to, take certain decisions, which I've not even thought about before. And that is the power of counsel. Uh, A mentor is someone who's going to be more invested into you. You know, they will give you their time, they'll give you their resources sometimes, and they will pour out into you intentionally because they want to see you win. There are five things that I want to highlight about a mentor. Uh, A mentor, one, is someone who can help you Shape the quality of your thinking because they have been in your shoes and you know they have walked that walk before, they've had that experience before, and they can tell you this is what you should be focusing on, and this is why you're wasting your time, and this is the mistake that you need to avoid. And it is so valuable because you don't have to go through all of those mistakes again. And, like you, you hear you probably heard the saying, if you're going to make any mistakes, make new ones. The only way you can do that is to have mentorship, good mentorship, and good counsel in your life. Another point is this, a mentor will be your second set of eyes. You know, they're going to be someone that will help you realize that you're focusing on the wrong things because sometimes the excitement of life can distract your focus on the most important things. When you bring an idea to a mentor, they'll first of all, allow you to get sober and say, hey, chill. (laughs) You know, they'll ask you the right and the hard questions that you've not been focusing on. And a mentor will help you realize that, you know, you may be going too fast or you may be even going too slow. And that is the impact that a mentor can have in your life. They have a great way of stepping in and making you accountable for every step and move that you're making. The third point is this, a mentor is someone who will give you direction because as young people, we don't lack speed, we lack direction. You know, sometimes you have so much zeal as a young person and you have all these ideas bubbling in your heart and you just want to go out there and implement and a mentor is someone who will stop you in your tracks again and say, relax, this is the direction that you need to take. You know, because you're going at so much speed that you do not realize that, you know, you may be taking the wrong direction. We are so full of energy and ideas and all a mentor has to do is to help us shape those ideas into powerful manifestation. Another thing a mentor will give you is insight. You know, they can give you what you cannot read on the internet or even in a textbook. A mentor is someone who's going to teach you because he or she has learned from their own experience. Uh, it was John Maxwell that said, experience is not really the best teacher. It is only those who have learned from experience that can be the best teachers. So make sure who you're learning from has learned from their experience and is able to teach you the right things. And finally, a mentor is someone who look out for your best interests. You need people like that in your life apart from your friends. You need people who will, you know, look at you and say, I want to invest my time and my resources in you because I want you to do well. And a mentor is someone who, you know, is, is able to realize that it's not about them, it is about you. And when you find someone like that, hold them dearly to your heart because you know there are not a lot of people like that who can do that for you. Now, one of the things that happens is a lot of people tell us, get mentorship, it's good for you. They tell you why it's good for you. But they never really touch on how to get mentorship because well I'm not sure why they never do that, but you know I, I don't hear a lot of talk about how to do that, but I want to touch briefly on on you know how these things have helped me, how I've done it in the past you know I think first of all you you need to be bold and just ask you need to be bold and just ask sometimes you just you know these are people that you know are within your network, maybe you're on LinkedIn and you find out that a certain person you're following is, is such a great inspiration to you or they are they are taking a path that you eventually want to take in the future. But you are limiting yourself and you're asking, well, you know, will they reply that kind of you're asking yourself, you know, so many what is. The thing is not everyone you reach out to is even going to help you you know not everyone you reach out to is even going to reply a message so you might as well just shoot your shot and hope hope that you know it works but first of all you have to be bold and ask and even if you're not able to you know get that connection with that person you can still always learn from a distance which is something that you should not uh, underestimate when I hosted the CEO of seeing Gome, she said something that was so impactful she said that you know everyone you meet can be your mentor, like literally, you meet them on a bus or you know wherever it is in a class. I think what she was talking about is you have to appreciate that every every moment is a learning moment with anyone at all that you meet. So you have to take advantage of that. But just going back to what I was saying before, so you have to be able to be bold enough, to send that message out and be very, very clear. I have to stress on this, be very, very clear on what help you want most of the time people just reach out for the sake of reaching out. Like they just admire you and say, Hey, I really admire you. But th- you, you can tell that they're not really saying what exactly they want. Cause if you, if you just admire someone and you want to tell them, yes, that's fine. Like totally send them a message and say, hi, I admire you for the work that you're doing. I really appreciate you. But if you want to go a step further and ask them for their mentorship, you've got to understand that these are, people who are busy, first of all, and so they're not coming to babysit you, they're not coming to invest their time and, and get nothing out of it. They have to get the satisfaction of knowing that whoever I'm pouring out into, they're going to take it seriously. So whenever you reach out to people, make sure you're doing the right things. Hi, my name is Nana. Uh, I really appreciate what you're doing in this space and uh, I've been following you over the past few years. I've, I've listened to some of your works and I really do love them and how you talk about this and uh, how you do A, B, and C. I was wondering if you could spend 15 minutes of your time to take me through um, A, B, and C because I'm hoping to pursue a, a similar path in the future. You are straight to the point, you are you have a, a clear expectation of the person, you know, you've told the person how much time you want to spend with them. That is a mark of someone who is going to be a good mentee, not someone who says, hi, I really like your work. I don't know why I'm using that tone. <laughs> but, you know, like, they, they just don't have a clear sense of what kind of help they want from the person. So you've got to be clear and let that person know, If I if I spend time with you, I'm not going to be wasting my time that is very 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 important so if there's anyone that you admire and you want to learn from them make sure you do send them a message if it's possible get their email and drop them a, a very you know brief email don't send two pages of you know <laughs> of a message because that turns a lot of people off I've, I've made that mistake in the past where i'm messaging someone for the first time and i send them a very long message and you know they just don't read it make sure you're straight to the point you know, you're clear on what you need and hopefully they get back to you. It's a numbers game. Even if they don't get back to you, you've made the effort and, you know, you're going to learn from it. Even if that particular person doesn't get back to you, you can still learn from them at a distance. Have that mentality that they don't need to get on a call with you first before you can learn from them. You need to always have that mentality. The last commandment I'll talk about is thou shalt diversify. Now, this is taken from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter eleven, verse one to six. So read it is quite long, but yeah, I think it's a lovely scripture. It says, Send your grain across the seas, and in time profits will flow back to you. But divide your investment among many places, for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down whether a tree falls north or south it stays where it falls farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they never harvest just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb so you cannot understand the activity of god who does all things plant your seed in the morning And keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. That is so power-packed, and I feel like it it deserves its own episode. (laughs) But I just want to stress on the last verse that talks about planting in the morning you know keep him busy in the afternoon for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another or maybe both and that is just the power of being able to diversify and interestingly we see this not only with with individuals but even countries you see when a country relies on a particular commodity for example oil we're going to do economics 101 here <laughs> when a country relies on one commodity to grow its gdp its gross domestic product It means that whenever the price of that commodity goes up on the international market, that country will be doing really well. And whenever the the price of that commodity goes down or crashes in the international market, that country is going to come down crashing. We see this with a lot of African economies, but we're not not going to go further into that. (laughs) So as an individual, when you look at your life, how diversified is it? Whenever we talk about diversification the first thing that comes to mind obviously is you know what where are you putting your your income so your salary are you investing it in different places or are you trying to make multiple streams of of income as we we know already but i'm not just talking about that that is really really important uh, because you know that determines our livelihood and all of that but there are other areas that i want to talk about in terms of diversifying your skills Will you be able to do a skills audit and realize that, okay, what skills do I have now? If I lose my current job, would I be able to apply different skills that I have so that I can make money out of those skills? And that is why I'm so big on people realizing their talent, because sometimes the job that you're doing is not really a reflection of the talents that you have within yourself. And you should be able to do something outside of your job that can still you know bring you some extra income. Are you staying abreast with the current trends and knowing what matters on the international market or even the local market? You've got to be able to position yourself in such a way that you become a solution to an existing need in society. So if your job quits on you, you know, you can pick up something else and and do it and still make money out of that. Alvin Toffler said, The illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write, but those who cannot learn on learn and relearn, and that is such an important point because you know things are changing really fast. There's a lot of things that are, you know being introduced into the world, and if you do not keep abreast with the times, you know you will become a cake. The reason why some of our parents cannot use the camera phone is because they didn't keep abreast with the times, and now you know you know they have to call you to come help them use FaceTime and all of that. You know, I, you know it's a funny example, but it is true. If you fail to learn unlearn, and relearn, you know, society is going to move way ahead of you. And by the time you realize, you know, you, 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 you will become a cake. Also, you've got to be able to diversify your relationships and the experiences that you have. Those are the last two things that I'll talk about. Your relationships, who is in your circle that knows something that you don't know. If there's a new thing that you want to learn, who can you call on and say, hey, I'm trying to learn this thing. Can I get 10 minutes of your time so you can talk me through it? That is the value of relationships because we cannot learn everything as individuals. So you need to have people around you who are able to complement your strength and make you stronger in the areas where you're weak while you do the same for them. That is the power of building synergies and building partnerships. And in terms of experiences, you know, Not everyone is privileged to do this, but if you have the opportunity to travel, take it. Even if it's, you know, within your local community, you will marvel at how much you didn't know about your own community if you begin to pay attention to it. You know, there is value in being able to travel outside your country. That is great. But even within your own local community, just spending time with different people in your area and speaking to new people that you've never spoken to before that is an experience that you cannot get from any other place. And that has the power to shape your mind and allow you to learn new things that you did not know before. So I've come to the end of this episode. And just to recap on the three commandments that we spoke about in this episode. 1. Thou shalt practice only quality thoughts. 2. Thou shalt seek counsel. And 3. Thou shalt diversify diversify referring to your investment, your skills your relationships and your experiences i hope you enjoyed this episode and i can't wait for you to listen to the next batch that is going to be dropping next week so look out for that whatever you're doing today i hope that goes well and i wish you the very best thank you so much for staying and listening If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you share with a friend or that WhatsApp group you're part of? I would really appreciate it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. It helps other young Africans to find us. Thank you and see you in the next episode.